Hello, welcome back into another episode of Dodging Through the Ravine. It is your host, Youngster, today doing it solo dolo. The Dodgers finished their series with the Rockies already, and the Dodgers swept the Colorado Rockies, which we talked about needed to happen, and there is no panic button that is going to be pressed. The Dodgers did their thing, and they are actually in first place in the division. And it, it's only six games, that's just kidding. But really, though, 4-2 homestand. Is it the greatest homestand? No, but is it an acceptable homestand? Yes. It's a new team, and, you know, 4-2, you know, with a new club, you got to accept it for what it is. This team isn't going to be a juggernaut. At least, I don't believe it is. Now... They've shown us some really good outings and some really not so good outings, but the last two outings were really, you know, encouraging. And so we're going to get into it. I'm going to get into it and tell you all about the Dodgers. Two game mini series sweep with the Colorado Rockies. My first impression off the bat is really the pitching. The starting pitching has been excellent, and that even took place on Monday night with Michael Grove. The fill-in, the fifth starter for the Dodgers. And I've liked Michael Grove. It's not a secret around here. I, I've been an advocate for Michael Grove. I think he has a lot of potential. I was at his major league debut. And I liked what I saw. And he made a couple of spot starts last year. And he did really good. And so Michael Grove this time around to begin the 2023 season did really good. I believe it went four innings. Or was it five innings? I think it was four innings. Um, he was in the fifth inning, and then he got into a little bit of trouble. He got squeezed on a call by the home plate umpire, right? There was a there was a runner going, and so Will Smith had to pop up, pitch around top of the zone. He got squeezed. It should have been a strike three, and I strike him off the out, by the way. So it should have been two outs with nobody on, but then he kind of spiraled out of control from there, and he was yanked. And But... All that aside, Michael Grove really shined bright on Monday night, and he did really good. Would you like to see him go longer in the game? Yeah, he threw about 60 pitches, but I'm not going to complain for what it is. Uh, Michael Grove did really well, and, and if he makes his next start, which he probably should, I believe it'll be in Arizona on Sunday. That'll be a good game for him to get going as well. Another you know, mediocre team, and we'll see how he does, but... Michael Grove and the starting pitching, it has just been excellent. Literally a top three rotation in baseball. And we talked about this coming into the year that the Dodgers stronghold is going to be starting pitching. All of these guys that you are going to see throughout the season are going to come in and do a phenomenal job at what they do. They just are. This team is really good at developing pitchers and, and, and reinventing pitchers to become their best selves. And then on the offensive side of the ball, you know, Brent Brown and and Robert Van Skoyak, I have not been the biggest fans of. I'm, I'm just going to be honest here. I have not been the biggest fans of them over the last X number of years. And Brent Brown went in Miami, and Van Skoyak is still here. You know, again, it's, it is what it is. I would like to see them both gone. And, and again, 
we'll see what the offense does become. We talked about them being super hot and super cold. Monday night, they went back to being really hot again. Scoring 13 runs. I mean, it's pretty insane, right? So they scored 8, 10, and 13 runs for the first three wins of the season. I mean, everybody got in the party. Literally everybody got in the party. I believe Max Muncy was the only guy who didn't get a hit. I think he walked a couple of times. But Jason Hayward, Jason Hayward shined really bright this couple of this these this two game series. My fault. Jason Hayward did really well this two game series. James Altman continued to shine bright. James Altman is a player, and he should never be taken out at any point of time for Austin Barnes. That that's just comical. But James Altman is a player. Mookie Betts was hobbling in Tuesday's game in which the Dodgers also won 5-2. to Oh, they pretty much dominated that game. The Rockies scored a couple of runs in ninth inning. Phil Bickford gave them up. Phil Bickford, again, the bullpen, again, is the weak link of the team. The bullpen is most definitely the weakest point of this ball club. Is it a concern? I mean, it's six games into the year. This is such a small sample size and way too early to be panicking over anything. We've played, what, 2% of the season, I've heard. Again. But the bullpen is definitely the weakest link, so do not be shocked when the bullpen gives it up a couple of times here and there, which they did last night. The Dodgers would hang on, but the Rockies were threatening. They had bases loaded with time running out the plate. So it got really interesting there at the end. But the Dodgers would hang on and win 5-2. But that's the thing. The Dodgers do not have a closer. They don't have a closer yet. And nobody has emerged, I, I guess. Literally nobody has emerged, right? Nobody out of the bullpen has done superb, in my opinion. Nobody has really been like, wow, this guy has done really good a couple of times. Nobody's done that. So, um... The closing role continues. The closing shenanigans, charades continues until somebody steps up and takes that spot. Daniel Hudson experiencing setbacks in his return, and that's that's unfortunate. That is most definitely unfortunate, but not all that shocking. Again, I think it was an AC out there for Daniel Hudson. Though those are tough to come by, tough to come back from, and. And we'll see what he does. We'll see if he ever comes back and pitches this year. But the Dodgers are going to need to find a closer at some point. So we'll see who he merges. I've been interested to see who he merges. Again, my pick all along has been Yancy Almonte. I think he can do it. But every time Yancy has come into the, the game, it's been in the middle innings. I don't know what, I mean... Again, to me, he's a late inning guy. He's he's your your back end type of guy. But apparently, Dave Roberts is putting him in the in the middle of the game. We'll see if we change that philosophy coming up coming up on this road trip, in which the Dodgers head to Arizona and San Francisco. Those are a four game set with the D backs and a three game set with the Giants. Today, though, Wednesday is an off day, and I don't know about you. Do you guys like two game series? So, I mean, this has been a thing for as long as I can remember. These little mini two-game series that you may have here and there sprinkled throughout the season. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about them. I really don't. To me, it's just like two-game sets. What, what's the point of a two-game series? 
I, I would actually really like to know what is the logistical, you know, setup for a two-game series. Why are two-game series scheduled throughout the season? I don't, I don't understand that. You know, why are the Dodgers and Rockies not playing a third game today? I don't know. I just never understand that. I really don't. But nonetheless, the Dodgers won both of the games and they swept the Rockies out of town to go to four and two. The offense did pretty well. Will Smith, speaking of pretty well, Will Smith has been on fire. Will Smith has been on fire. I mean, at this point, is it really any dispute? about who the best catcher in baseball is. I mean, come on. There should be no dispute at this point over who the best catcher in baseball is, and that man is Will Smith. I mean, this guy has just taken his game to the next level. He just has, and that is really awesome to see. And really awesome to see after I said this guy is going to need to be the X Factor. He just has to be. You know why? Because he's going to bat in the third spot. He's going to be that guy after Mookie and Freeman. So that's pretty big shoes to fill. And he's filling them perfectly. Will Smith, already a few dingers on the year. I mean, he's shoving in runs. And again, his defense is getting better as he goes along. Is he the best catcher and best defensive catcher in baseball? No, but offensively, 100%. It's not even a question, in my opinion. Will Smith is that guy, and for Dodgers to have all the success, Will Smith is going to need to keep this up pretty much throughout the year. He's going to need to be that catcher. He just is, and I have no doubt in my mind that he can be that guy because he is that guy. He's going to be an all-star this year, and if he's not, well, there is major problems with the all-star, all-star game ballot, so... um. Really, really impressive, Will Smith. Julio Arias again, though. Last night, six innings, six Ks. He did his thing again. I mean, Julio quietly did his thing, and that's all we can ask for. Again, contract here for Arias. I don't know what the Dodgers are going to pay him. I don't know what he's going to want. I think his agent is Scott Boris, which is not good. I'm pretty bad at, at predicting contracts, so I'm not even going to predict a contract at this point. But Arias doing his thing. Again, no long balls, by the way. So that's two games in a row now where he did not give up a long ball. And if you know Arias, you know he's prone to giving up the home run ball. And so the first two games of the season with no home runs allowed, that's pretty good. So we'll see if that trend continues here, if he's changed something in his mechanics and, and whatnot. But... To not give up the home run ball, I mean, you see it, the results. You give up two runs to the D-backs, a couple of unfortunate plays there that led to a couple of runs, and then no runs last night to the Rockies. Julio Rios has done really, really well, and we'll see him again in San Francisco. Dodgers, though, overall 4-2, very early on in the season. The average game time, by the way, has been Super, super fast. I mean, honestly, I don't know how you guys like it, but I like it. I really do like it. I, I, I just, me as a baseball fan and, and the whole, you know, gatekeeping of, oh, if you don't, if you don't, if you like this, you're not a real baseball. I mean, come on. Come on. Again, baseball is beautiful. 
I had no problem watching baseball before this. But I think just generally speaking for everyone involved, I think this is good. And, and not everyone is going to agree. There are some outliers. In fact, all the polls that I have seen on social media, you know, over the first week of the season, 85% of the people are saying they like it. 85%. I've seen multiple polls in that range of 85%, which is shocking. Like the same amount. It's crazy. 85% of people like the pitch clock. There are some fans that don't, and I would imagine a couple of players that don't either. But overall, the pitch clock has done wonders. The average game time is pretty much about two and a half hours, which is great. That's standard for most other sports, including football, or not football, football. Including hockey and basketball. Football is the outlier. That's over three hours a game, easily. And the reason why football is is okay for three hours is because of the gambling aspect. There's so much gambling going on that people really just deal with it, I guess. But baseball, the two and a half hour games... I'm watching a game and it's just like, wow, it's an hour into the game. It's the fifth inning. That's that's crazy. Now, before you be an hour into the game, it'll be a third inning. That, that's typically how it would go. Hour into the game, it's the third inning, right? Now it's the fifth inning. So it's pretty wild how drastically it has changed the game. It really is. But personally, I'm a fan of it. And again, I did not go to any game on this homestand, but I... Rest assured, I will be there the next one. Um, as long as I'm here, I will be there the next one. And that's going to be fun. And um, it'll be my first game of the year. I'm thinking of going to the Cubs game. Welcoming Cody Bellinger back. I just have to hope that he's in the lineup when I do go. I'm probably going to go Friday, but we'll see. Nonetheless, the Dodgers are 4-2. and two, And the Dodgers have played pretty well. My grade on the Rocky series, I'm going to give him an A minus. I'm going to give him an A minus. The last series versus D backs, I gave him a C. I think I gave him a C or a C plus. Giving them an A minus on this series, I think everything went pretty, pretty well from the offense to the pitchy side of things. Max Muncy, though, continuing to struggle, although last night he had a better game, but he is struggling at third base. And this was my concern all along that Max Muncy cannot play third base and can you grow into that yes anybody can grow into anything but max muncy for what it is as we speak cannot play third base he absolutely cannot play third base and then i had people tell me that max muncy was is better than justin turner at third base last year can you believe that i mean just buffoons to say the least but you know, he got eaten up on a couple of balls last night, a couple of balls the night before. The defense is going to be a vital thing, and I think we even saw this in the playoffs. I'm not even going to go to a specific play, but we go back and watch the games. I am almost certain that Max Muncy missed a couple of balls that kind of cost the Dodgers in the playoffs last year, but nobody talked about it. It was just very quietly a thing, but... I am not confident at all. Max Muncy at third base. Game six on the year. We'll see if he continues to get better at it, but I'm not confident at all in that. Miguel Vargas came up as a third baseman. And so if Max Muncy bats 150 through the first month of the year, 
I mean, you move Mark, you move Miguel Vargas to second. You you move Miguel Vargas to third base, and you bring up Michael Bush to play second base. It's pretty much that simple. Or move Max Muncy to second base and Vargas to third base. Max has played second before. I mean, second base is a little bit of an easier position to play. A little bit, right? So, if that helps him, do that. Like, switch it up a little bit. Also, don't bat him fourth. I don't know why Dave Roberts continues to bat Max Muncy fourth. He's not a fourth hitter. A fourth hitter is supposed to be producing, not hitting a buck. I mean, this is just grade school stuff, surface level stuff that anybody can see. But he continues to trot him out there at fourth. Clean up. I don't get it. I don't understand why. But it really just... It brings a smile to my face every time I see the lineup announced. It really does. A little smirk. Because it's, uh, it is quite something. But Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, they're doing their things, right? A little bit of a slow start for them, but they're doing their things. Mookie Betts robbed of a home run already, but he is shining in the outfield. He plays the par defense. Infield series really good. And David Peralta doing his thing as well. All the outfielders are doing their thing. Chris Taylor, though, as well. I have to say Chris Taylor, I have to call him out as well, is struggling just like Max Muncy. So Chris Taylor and Max Muncy, statistically speaking, are the worst Dodger hitters to begin the year. Is that a surprise to anybody? Probably, Probably not. I mean, I was hoping that Chris Taylor would bounce back this year, and it is very early for both of them. But not off to good starts. Not off to the starts that we would want to see from them in their revenge years. And we're going to need more. We're just going to need more from them. Otherwise, if they, if they are hitting less than the Mendoza line throughout the year, I don't know how this team gets anywhere in the postseason. I really don't. I don't know how you can get anywhere in the postseason with two guys batting 200 or less. There is no way. Zero percent chance. I don't. I don't care. Zero percent chance. So they they're gonna have to pick it up here at some point, and let's hope that they do because we have seen better out of them and we expect better out of them. So Dodgers head to Arizona as we wrap up this podcast. The Dodgers head to Arizona for four game set beginning Thursday to Sunday. It'll be the D-backs home opener versus the Dodgers. Should be a lot of Dodger fans as always in Arizona. Dodgers split the first week of the series, first four games of the series or of the year with the Do- with the Diamondbacks. And so the Dodgers will be looking for a little bit of revenge in Arizona. Try to take three out of four in Arizona. That'll be a huge W. To do that, they'll go to seven and three on the year. So that'll be pretty pretty solid, I think. But the D-backs dropped their their red home uniforms. You will see them in the teal from now on, in the black and the red alternates. There's no red uh, red outline. There's a teal outline now in the jersey, which we've seen before. They dropped the red because it's Nike. So, with that being said, I'm going to sign off on this podcast. I appreciate everybody, everybody for tuning in. Hope you guys have a great day or night, wherever you guys are. And again, be sure to follow. Be sure to follow, review. I would really appreciate that as we continue to grow this podcast. Continue to get out there and uh, 